Hey everyone, welcome back into another episode of the Bulletin Board. This is our fourth episode here this week, and today I have the dude sitting down with me today to discuss himself, what he's working on, and he also has a proposal out there for the ApeCoin DAO. Uh, hey, welcome in. I, it's weird, I don't know what to call you. I call you the dude because that's your Twitter name. Uh, what do you want people to call you? Is that what we should recognize you as? Uh, my name is David, but you can call me Dude. Uh, I chose that name because one of my favorite characters in a movie is the Big Lebowski, and it's just, uh, I like that his attitude is, he's not really interested in being known, he's just interested in living a good life. Cool, very cool. Do you want to give the listeners a background maybe on yourself or projects you're working on, your role in the community, I guess, and just so people can find you? I know on Twitter you're at just the dude but if you want to give a background i think that'd be pretty cool yeah my name is david um i currently reside in los angeles i'm from atlanta um and i work in film and tv in production i am a union production designer art director here and i dabble in occasionally producing um and i've been in web three for a little over a year i well a year and a few months i don't think anyone's early like we were talking about previously <laughs> unless you own 20 punks. And uh, yeah, uh, I enjoy mostly the community side of things. It's been really nice meeting people online and getting to know them in real life. And I'm eternally bullish on digital identities. And I think that's what brings me and keeps me in this space. Nice, yeah, I was gonna ask you what brought you into Web3. I'm trying to think back to what brought me here. I'm not even, really sure i know i first got into crypto um and then i i don't really know what got me into nfts i mean i know when i first checked checked out my first collection it kind of just clicked like there's just so much opportunity to meet people and try to build new things that aren't really possible in web 2 um i think that's what got me in has definitely got me to stay but yeah it's cool to see um what brought you in as well do you want to talk about the rumblers fight project you have out there yeah i think it ties into what brought me into the space a little um i've been in crypto since 2016 and it's funny the summer of 21 um i think i have that infamous text message that i'm sure plenty others have where it says yo i think you should grab an ape and i was like <laughs> why do i need a picture <laughs> of a, a jpeg that i need to pay for and then i think three or four weeks later i went to dinner with that friend and it took about an hour and a half of him explaining uh, the the technology to me, and then I was hooked, and mm -hmm. I dove in head first immediately after. Uh, and the project that we're working on, and our proposal that we have with ApeCoin DAO, is through our company Rumblers, which is a television product that we've designed under our production company, Gamed Productions, here based in Hollywood. We have an office in downtown Hollywood in a studio and our show premise is pretty simple uh i think the log line that we're going with currently is uh celebrity death match for digital identities and it's a pretty simple concept uh we believe over the next decade digital identities are the future of online representation and we want to be the brand in the space and in the world that allows people to leverage and navigate ip licenses in a clever metric and share the profits that we make on the show. 
Cool. Yeah. And your specific type of animation is claymation. Do you want to describe to the listeners? I know I'm, I'm sure most people have a general sense of what that is, but do you want to give an overview of how that ties into the Rumblers project and like how different NFT collections would play into that? Yeah, there's there's two primary reasons we chose stop motion. Well, three primary reasons we chose stop motion. Number one, um, I have a bunch of friends that work in the industry. Uh, obviously, me working here that I've worked on productions like Wallace and Gromit and Fantastic Mr. Fox and years and years at Stupid Buddy and working with uh, obviously Seth Green and working with Robot Chicken. Um, and I just find it a very uh, wholesome art form uh you can't fake it and i think there's something tangible and some real artistry behind it uh the second reason we chose to do stop motion was uh in a similar way i'm a technologist and a futurist a little bit myself and when i was a kid i was told this is the example i'll give when i was a child i was told don't go into the trades don't be a plumber. Um, you'll never make a living. And now a plumber in Los Angeles, where I live, is make, can make one hundred and fifty to $200,000 just simply because they know how to do something that very few people know how to do now. And I use that example because as we approach AI and as we approach Unreal Engine 5 and digital renders, um, we're getting to a place where everyone and computers can render digitally and yeah. we believe that fundamentally there's always going to be a value and a premium will only grow over time on the tangible physical nature of what we do with physically sculpting things there's no ai that can do that and fake that and there's a personality to it and the really the kicker for us the third reason we chose to go with stop motion animation is by being stop motion animated and by doing physical sculptures of each one of these identities it allows us a really fun and clever metric to navigate IP. Um, many uh, collections and companies that currently exist in the Web3 space have licensing or sub-licensing rules. Very few are true CCO. And because of that, that means it is difficult to navigate their legal structures. By physically sculpting them, we're in, we have two loopholes. It's IP transformative use of the IP um and parody law so by what i mean by transformative use of ip is by physically sculpting each one of them it's our own form of artwork and our own derivative because it has our own style on it and we can then leverage that in the show and we don't need anyone's permission we can put a superman we can put a bored ape we can put a world of women we can put a dead fellas uh we can put a lazy lion and we can put a doodle uh, we can touch any sort of IP we'd like. We can also then put Faroque. We can also put in uh, Ryan Reynolds. We can also put in uh, any, the Kardashians and any public persona. Um, it's a really fun way to allow us to kind of reach culture and allow Web3 to be a tastemaker on digital identities moving forward. Yeah, that, that's really cool. I know we talked about this a little bit earlier before we pressed record, but the idea of like the whole animation thing. I know I've seen other proposals pop up around animation. Do you think the DAO and I guess in general, the community is ready for animation yet? Um, or do you think there's still a ways to go? How do you see that playing out? I mean, I know we talked about like maybe 
the wider audience outside of our tiny niche here is not quite ready yet. What do you think needs to be done to get them ready? Yeah, that's a that's a big one. Uh, I think the biggest problem that we're running into in this space is everything is token gated. Um, and we also then want to talk about adoption and reaching a broader culture. And I don't know if the space is ready for pure animation in the sense that we've seen a lot of people try and make those promises in terms of we're going to make a board ape television show. My counter to that would be you'd probably get 60,000 viewers guaranteed. Yeah. Um, and that's not enough to make a viable, monetarily viable television show. Um, and yeah. so our premise is based around the concept of folding all of them into a show. If you're bullish on long-term bullish on the Board Ape Yacht Club ecosystem, you're also long-term bullish on digital identities. And that's not just apes. Um, that is the entire ecosystem. In order for Board Apes, digital identities to take hold on a broader cultural level. Uh, I believe that all of digital identities have to take on a broader cultural uh, adoption. And the way you, that you do that is together, not token gated one show for one ecosystem at a time. Um, because then it becomes a, a spiral where you're only feeding into your own audience and over time, your own audience will just decline over time. Uh, because there's really no broader entertainment uh, that allows you to breach into celebrities and just pop culture and current events, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I think we're seeing a lot of that with just the DAO in itself in general as well. Like, there's been a lot of discussion lately amongst the community on like Twitter, Discord discourse, but there's so many more people out there that could potentially get involved in the DAO that quite frankly, most of them don't even know the DAO exists probably. And it's a struggle and a challenge of how to get them engaged and know that it exists, come participate, vote on proposals. I think right now everyone's kind of stuck in our little bubble right now, um, breaking through that bubble. The same thing goes for animation, gaming, NFTs in general, it's just, how do we let people don't know we're here basically and come try it out and engage? I think that's a very big challenge we're all faced with right now. And if it can be solved, I think, I mean, it would, it would be a huge thing for the ecosystem just to get new people into it. Yeah. It feels like entertainment products have always been the dipping your toe into the water in terms of introducing an audience to a new concept. Um, I think television is pretty famous for, as it spread across the world in the 60s and 70s, um, the sort of cultural revolutions that took place in countries all over the world by having um, diversity and having people see themselves represented on the screen. Um, in the same way, that's what I believe, and I think a lot of people believe, the way that we bring digital identities into a cultural relevant place is to entertain people and make it approachable and not token gate it would be an important step as well. And also find a way to 
instead of getting 60,000 people to support it, um, try to garner a larger audience that we estimate on Web3 Twitter is around 300,000 people. Um, that's a much larger base audience. And by representing everyone, there's this concept of when you go to a sporting event and you see yourself on the Jumbotron, everyone kind of loses their minds. Um, and it's because and same when you see your friends or someone you know, it's kind of like if you're a little bit older, if you remember when you see someone on the news, everyone's like, oh my gosh, my friend's on the news. Here in LA, mm -hmm. I have a friend who recently was in a Verizon commercial. So when he, you see it, everyone's like, oh, that's Jamie. It's so good to see him. Um, it's so cool. There's a concept of we like to see ourselves represented on screen. And that's why in Hollywood, you hear these terms where you say representation matters. I think the same thing is happening in Web3. Um, with, you know, we need a way to allow people to see themselves together and unified rather than against each other. And the irony is, is we've designed a fight show that incorporates everyone. So we allow people to, to still fight and kind of see the battles take place with some tongue in cheek jokes at the same time, giving over 200 different collections that jumbotron effect. And by leveraging that uh, and leveraging pop culture and celebrities and really being a little bit larger than just the JPEG from the torso up. Uh, I think that that is how we reach a larger audience, period. And not just our show, but digital identities. And I keep referring to it as that because it's that's really what we're talking about. And I am eternally uh, into di digital identities and where we're going with the future of them. Yeah, I mean, that's a really, really good points you brought up specifically about digital identities and how people are going to get involved that route. I mean, people have mentioned this before, and it's a good point, like, to get a lot more people involved, they're not even going to know they're interacting with NFTs per se, they're just, it's going to be part of like, their day to day life without even knowing what the underlying technology is doing behind the scenes. I mean, there's a bunch of people that don't even like to call NFTs NFTs, they like to call them digital assets, and people just don't want to deal with the whole concept of NFTs right now. But if, like, say for like tickets to an event, if that ticket is an NFT represented, and people don't even know know that for for sure, like they're just buying a digital ticket, and they don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. I think I think that's a way to get people involved, like. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, absolutely. I think part of the reason that we see people rebranding away is one, I think language matters and digital collectibles and digital assets is a, a much more descriptive term than NFT and kind of explains what it is a little bit better. But I also think there's some responsibility on the culture that we've created over the last year or two around digital identities. And I would reference, um, Starbucks or a Reddit and how they really don't need uh, Web3 Twitter culture in order to onboard people. And I actually think they're probably going to avoid it as long as they can, if not forever, uh, because it is a very gate kept system at, as it stands currently. Uh, and I think, again, that is the biggest problem. I would I would refer it to how do we get we call some people call them normies. How do we get people to actually pay attention to the future of digital identities and what's coming? Um, I would say that today, if I'm if I put um, Jimmy Fallon's Born Ape 
in a wrestling ring and I had him fighting Madonna's World of Women, I don't think many people on a Netflix would want to watch that. But if I had Jimmy Fallon halfway through getting beat up by Kevin Hart's board ape and halfway through Jimmy Fallon turns into his ape and he's now voicing his ape and Kevin Hart then says, oh yeah, I see you. And then kind of mirrors and does the same thing. That is how you reach a broader audience. It's starting to inter introduce people to what these digital identities are and what we're doing with them rather than uh, just putting them on screen and expecting millions of people to like what we like. If yeah, yeah, that's super interesting. Like, I agree. If you put someone's board ape up, they're probably not even going to know whose that is. Like, a lot of people, a lot of us know that through our community and on Twitter, we can recognize them. But if I give like Jimmy Fallon's board ape and show it to someone, they're not going to necessarily know. No, they're not going to know at all, and <laughs> they're they're not going to care unless you introduce them to them. And the only way that we can really introduce them to them is by bringing all of them together in one place and making it fun and entertaining and accessible. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about in your proposal for the ApeCoin DAO? I know it's currently out there in the AIP idea phase, I believe, or maybe it's the, dra is it the draft, or is it still in the AIP or idea, or did it? Move over to the draft phase yet? I think we've moved past it and we're in the draft phase now. Um, yeah, I think our proposal is simple. Um, we saw a lot of people as apes, we saw a lot of people promising ape animation television shows. And I think that a lot of people part of ApeCoin DAO were wise enough to recognize um, that that would not be a monetarily viable or a good investment because you wouldn't have an audience and it really wouldn't broaden the reach of the ape ecosystem. It would fundamentally just give apes something to watch. Um, our proposal and the reason we decided to submit to you guys is because uh, we think it's how you move digital identities forward and it makes sense to go to the people that we participate with and that we support and leaders, fundamentally leaders in the space with um, the most organized and professional managing team and with governance involved. I mean, uh, the ape ecosystem is phenomenal and the things that have been happening over the last six months are, in, in my opinion, what decentralization and DeFi mixed with like a web two type company structure should look like for the next few years. It's, it's really awesome. And so our proposal is out there. Anyone's welcome to read it. When we make it to the AIP phase, I hope you'll uh, at least give it a read and check us out and ask us hard questions. But fundamentally, we're asking that uh, ApeCoin DAO uh, sponsor digital identities um, for our entire season one. And we, in exchange, we really believe that we already would, will be having apes in our show. Um, and we just really want to press the governance of uh, what the ape ecosystem is doing. Cool. Yeah. As far as figuring out which characters to have, is there a process? Do you have already have some? I know you mentioned you have some picked out, I think. Is there, what's the process on figuring out which characters to use in the animation? Yeah. I think it's, I think it's no different than what your Twitter following can be sometimes or what you watch at night. Um, 
if I make very gated jokes, like inside jokes that just a niche community would understand, uh, I don't think that would do the show um, or our team or anyone in the ecosystem any good by continually devolving into more and more inside jokes and memes. Uh, what we really want to do is find a way to just make a comedy fight series. So what we've been emphasizing to people is think a little bit bigger than just what's happening with the two fighters in the ring. There's jokes to be had behind the announcers, the ringside reporter, uh, the quote unquote ring girl. We really are looking forward to turning that trope a little upside down. Um, the drink, the beer, the beer guy in the audience. Also, we have over 200 puppets in the audience. Those will be a part of jokes and those will be written into scripts and lines. It's really a little bit bigger than if I were to tell you there's going to be a 10 minute fight between two bored apes claymated in the ring, just continually fighting each other. I don't I don't think that would be a very entertaining show. Um, I would I would liken it to wrestling. Um, is is it actually about the wrestling? Or is it about the characters behind the wrestling and the storylines that go into the bout and the storylines happening behind the scenes in the back room, the storylines happening for the audience, the storylines that are happening for the announcers um, and including sponsors even. Cool, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, the storyline concept is pretty cool just to have like reoccurring characters. Some can pop in and out, make guest appearances, but just kind of, build up a story that people actually want to tune in. They're not necessarily tuning in to follow like an actual fight or like one specific character. They're kind of following along in like a story mode kind of thing. I think that's pretty cool. Um, I think that's all the questions I had. Do you have any questions for me or anything else you wanted to discuss? Yeah, there, uh, there are some, 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 philosophies we've been taking with our our marketing approach which i find mm -hmm. interesting and novel we're not really trying to capitalize on uh fomo or momentum if you read our yeah. if you go through the process of reading through the governance of our proposal you'll see what we're offering and who our team members are and what we're doing but we're also not trying to use those as our clout or hype mechanism in order to yeah. um capitalize on a moment um, we really are taking our time and we're waiting until the overall Web3 space understands what we're doing. And I would say the thing that some of my team members and I have really been wrapping our heads around lately has been around the concept of we're really just trying. We, we know the future of digital identities. We all do. Most of us do that are in this space. And if you're listening to this podcast, you surely do. Um, the What we're offering is is pretty simple. We're offering Web3 and early people to the digital identity revolution an opportunity to own an entertainment product that will reach broader culture before it becomes a centralized product because there will be plenty of products that come out over time that are gonna be made for the overall space. As we reach larger adoption, there will be more and more products come through that are built for everyone. Um, and what we're really trying to do is offer this product and ownership and governance of this product to the people that were here and that are making this space. And I think that is a really important 
thing that we're trying to do. Um, my question for you would be, what's it been like um, screaming about governance and finding it hard to get people excited about governance? I myself am a member of quite a few DAOs and I find that to be exactly why I'm into decentralization. Um, but I find right now that the appetite for governance isn't there. Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. It's definitely something I think about a lot. Um, like, anecdotally, it feels like engagement and participation is so low based on the percentage of people voting on proposals. But then when people share comparisons to other DAOs and they have similar engagement levels, it's pretty par for the course. But in general, across all DAOs, it's still relatively low. And I don't know what it would take to get participation up, not only in the ApeCoin DAO, but just DAOs in general. Maybe it's more people becoming engaged. Maybe it's bigger topics. I do notice that the bigger the proposals that come through, the engagement levels definitely pick up the big topics draw definitely draw in more people um and that is to say engagement has been up recently in the last couple of weeks i've been tracking a bunch of metrics across the dow obviously the first five proposals that first month or so when the dow was created had the highest engagement everyone was excited to participate it was fresh it was new and then it kind of decreased engagement levels decreased over time and hit lows over the summer. Um, it's been picking up a little bit here lately, but I'm constantly thinking of ways to get engagement and participation up. Um, a lot of people have been delegating their votes a lot more recently compared to when we were in the beginning. Um, there's a proposal out there to improve the delegation process and generate profiles so people can get to know voters a little better and have more information when they choose who to delegate votes to, things like um, past proposals, how they voted on them, voting history and uh, other information about themselves. I think that's a good step. Um, but yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic that engagement levels are slowly but surely rising. But uh, yeah, it's, de it's definitely interesting. I'm curious to hear your participation in other DAOs and governance, how does that compare to what you've seen in the ApeCoin DAOs so far? Uh, yeah, I think it's similar to what you're experiencing. There's a lot of waxing and waning depending on momentum and announcements and things like that. I remember when ApeCoin DAO first announced, I think a lot of people jumped in and were really excited about the concept, but I think a lot of them maybe have jumped in and were excited about the concept of governance because they thought they'd be getting something back in return. Um, <laughs> And I find like this word engagement almost like I almost want to mute it from like <laughs> all of my social medias. Just that word. I think I've muted the word copium and cope as well. It's just like <laughs> I find it's like we're like fish chasing shiny things in the water. <laughs> and yeah. I really think that the DAOs that I've been a part of go through the that I am still a part of go through these growing mm -hmm. pains. But then I think staying consistent and I mentioned kind of the path that we're taking with our governance is not over hyping and not really trying to drive momentum or hype, but really building a foundation 
with the people that are participating. I really think the the vote allocation is a really, really smart um, tool to be implemented. I think that's really, really good. And that's going to probably crank up a lot because there's certainly people who have their finger on the pulse and who are thought leaders in the space. And I think that's a cool concept. And I, I don't know, I, I feel like it's one of those things where you just have to keep going. And I think there's a certain credibility that comes when you've been at it long enough. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think a couple concerns I have is like a lot of the voting is still tied up with like a couple wallets and they can come in at the last minute and completely change a vote. Um, I haven't really seen anyone come in at like the last last hour or so of a proposal and do that, but just knowing that people have the power to do that um, bothers me. I mean, the goal would always be to have everything very decentralized um and it is to a degree but there's so many things i think that need to be improved to make it even more decentralized um i think that's one of the main challenges the dao faces and maybe that's true for other DAOs as well it probably is but i think that's just so important to maintain the decentralization of it all um because what the DAO and many DAOs aim to do and look to build is so much different than what everyone's used to seeing in like Web2. I mean, it's really a pretty new concept. I know there's DAOs out there that have been going around for years, but I mean, the idea in general is still fairly new. When we look back 10, 20, 30 years from now, everything related to DAOs is so, so early. Um, there's so much to learn, like you mentioned, the growing pains. There's so much of that to overcome. Um, it's it's exciting to be able to work on challenges and overcome them, but it's also a little bit intimidating knowing that there's so much out there that needs to be worked on, fixed, um, and built. I mean, it's just a feeling of mixed emotion, I think, for me. No, I, <laughs> the way that you're communicating your emotions around a DAO is something that I think everyone who's ever participated in a DAO or been really passionate about a concept in a DAO has always eternally walked away from feeling this way. Uh, yeah. I mentioned I've been in, you know, I, I guess traditional crypto since six, mm. late 16, um, yeah. which wasn't early enough. <laughs> but, uh, early to me, I, I didn't get into 2021, but you got me by five years. But I remember in late 2020, it was, you know, I think it was October-ish 2020, we were all being told 2021 was going to be the year of the Dow. And it feels like 2022 is going to be the year of the Dow 2.0. And it probably is gonna be, the most Dow thing ever that 2023 will probably 2024 will probably be the same thing um, yeah. because there are growing pains that come along. And I think there's a there is a certain credibility and I don't think it's a Dow problem. Um, this is going to get a little philosophical <laughs> before I went to school for engineering. I went to school for philosophy and I, I think like there's a bigger, broader issue happening with governance right now. I mean, I think we see in a lot of developing countries um and yeah. with governance and a broader issue there that i don't think is a dow problem if it makes yeah. you feel any better with engagement on it because i really do think it's I, I i think people have lost 
um, there's a disconnect between governance, I think, and uh, one voice, one vote kind of situation. And I think to tie it back to your original point about weighted votes with larger wallets, is kind of what you were alluding to. Yeah. Um, that is a problem that's been happening for two or three years. Um, yeah. And lots of, I would, I, I would, I would reference Olympus, um, and they, they went yeah. through some of this and how you handle weighted weighted voting. Um, there are solutions. I would be some interesting proposals to balance out those votes. At the same time, some of those larger holders in an early ecosystem are vital for its success. Otherwise, um, if it was truly, it's weird. There's a switch moment at some point where you turn the page, right? Because if it's not a weighted vote early on and it truly is a democratic, like one vote, one person who participates, you get yourself into a hairy situation where you get boats named Bodie McBoatface, if you remember that <laughs> years ago. I think that's my first example. It always sticks in my head of where like one vote, one person can go when you really let it out. But then when you start to talk about early on, you really need those active people who have an outsized voice and maybe it, it becomes a pay to play situation. But every DAO I think eventually has to find a way to navigate to a place where it's not weighted yeah definitely i mean what you talked about is very accurate as far, as far as like it's not so much a doubt thing but like a human nature kind of thing we just had like elections this past week for like regular politics and i didn't even go vote there and i probably should have i'm trying to get people to vote for a DAO, and then i don't even vote in like my political election in my <laughs> county i think and that's a problem with a lot of people as well it's just, it's been a problem for a long, long time, just voting in general. People don't necessarily go vote unless it really affects them. And I, I know it's bad for me to say that about, I didn't go vote in like my political election in my county because that stuff does affect me. Um, I'm not really sure why I didn't go vote. Maybe I didn't feel like I had time, but I did. It doesn't take that long to vote. So I think like you touched on, it's part of human nature and a problem with, just human philosophy in general. I think that's a critical piece for DAOs to look at. I'm not sure if it's something DAOs can necessarily solve. It's more of a widespread human issue. Yeah, I mean, if we're getting really philosophical here, but yeah, I really do think that involvement in local elections have gone down dramatically since we got the internet. Um, I think people are more involved maybe we're more susceptible some of our attention spans this isn't new news <laughs> some of our attention spans have been impacted over the last yeah. decade or two and i also think yeah. there's a, a maybe as we find ourselves more and more connected we find it less and less important to be connected with those that we're actually close to it's and you know i don't think that's going to change with ape coin dow and we're getting a little crazy here but yeah it's a it's a weird world right now and i 37% of the US participates in like a midterm election, like that are eligible to vote in a free democracy. You know, how many, what's the percentage? I mean, I, I was reading your thing this morning. Also, uh, your updates are incredible. What is the percentage of uh, ape coins that are actually delegated uh, that aren't held, obviously, that are locked up? What is the percentage yeah. that, that are actually participating in votes? Yeah, I appreciate the kind words. But yeah, overall, I think it's about like 1% of people are voting. And then of that 1% that vote, the delegate 
percentage is usually around like 30, 40%. Um, one of the recent proposals from this past week had 57% of these votes delegated, which is the highest we've seen on any proposal for the appointment. Wow. But yeah, I'm, that's, <laughs> it was very surprising to see that high. I was working on the numbers and getting them into my table last night after voting closed. And that one really stood out to me, which is why I tweeted that stat out um, as part of my updates this morning. But yeah, generally it's around between 30 to 40% of votes are being delegated. And to me, that's still pretty high. Um, that is. Like I know when the the Dow first started out, it was very low and that's to be expected because people were still getting used to the process and might not necessarily have known where to go to delegate and what that process involved. But over time, it keeps rising more and more. Um, I'm not sure if that's a good thing or not. I mean, it's good to have people voting and it's good to have increased voting, but if so much is being delegated, I'm not sure that's good either. Yeah, it kind of feels like uh, passing the buck a little bit. And it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't want to be caught up in the, in the I don't want to have to read this. Just, yeah, you're good enough. Decide for me a little. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when in you the said, perfect world, there would be a lot more people voting for themselves and just having a lot, a lot more input. But yeah, sorry to cut you off. What were you going to say? No, I'm just the reason I even found you to begin with is your like your data. I find it and refreshing. <laughs> it's not my straightforward. Yeah. The one percent that you refer, is that excluding lockup? Yeah, it's tricky to work that in. I mean, that changes the numbers a little bit. There's a lot of nuances there. I know like tokens held on exchanges affects it as well those aren't eligible to be used in voting. Um, I know with the Horizon Labs project that they're about to roll out here in a couple of weeks, um, they've said that those tokens locked up there will be allowed to be used in voting, which was interesting to see. Um, I'm not sure what needs to be done to allow tokens held on exchanges to be used in voting. I'm not sure if that's even possible right now. I don't think it is but maybe something needs to change i'm not sure what goes into that but uh if those were eligible to be used i think we would see increased voting at least increased amount of voters as well so a lot of a lot of nuances there a lot of things to be worked through i guess that's the nature of the DAO at this early stage yeah i don't know if there's any tooling that allows you to vote if you're not holding if you're in a non-custodial versus custodial yeah I don't know if that's even, I don't know. I'm sure someone's trying to work on it for the exchanges. Yeah. If I was an exchange, I'd be working on that to try to incentivize people. But um, it, yeah. it comes back to a lot of us remember, you know, not your keys, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, that's even the, the interesting part is would, would the exchange be the one voting or would you actually have access to vote on yourself? I, that, there's a big difference there to me i don't know if i'd want like the exchange doing the voting yeah in light of this uh last week actually I, and not even that i mean it happens every six months in crypto it seems yeah. um just a reminder yeah i don't think that'd be a good policy i don't think any of us would love that path yeah i, I do wonder <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to ask this is like i i would i'd be interested in helping it'd be really interesting to to maybe seek out and find a way to see what sort of on what's the amount of tokens being allocated on votes 
versus the amount of tokens in privately held wallets. Yeah, that's a good point. I think there's someone named Beetle uh, on Twitter. He's at Beetlejuice, I believe. But yeah, he makes a lot of good dashboards on Dune as well. And he had tracked um, how many tokens are being held on exchanges. But the tricky part was he was able to identify like three of the exchanges, but there's others that I forget the reason, but it was hard to like tell what address was being used for the tokens. So he wasn't able to gather all the data on all exchanges. Um, but yeah, it would be interesting to see like what you said, the percentage of people voting divided by the wallets that are like able to vote. I think that would be very interesting. I, I still think it would be pretty low. Yeah, I think it'd be, it's like, at the end of the day, I it'd be a dream world to have 100% voting. Um, but at the same time, if you had 100% voting, you may find yourself with a lot of outcomes you don't really want. So I think, you know, in the early stages, it, it could be for the best. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's a good point. You want people that care about the DAO and the good of the DAO being the ones that vote. You don't necessarily want people coming in and trying to come in with their own agenda and derail things. I, I agree there can be a lot of unintended side effects or consequences from changes. So it's tricky. DAOs in general are tricky. A lot to be worked through. Um, a lot to be worked on. It's Like I said, it's it's interesting, but frightening at the same time. I think you'd get blasted and memed, and you may end up finding, if there was 100% participation, I could see uh, a situation where funds end up getting devoted towards a meme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm scared to think of what proposals and things will get voted on if like <laughs> we had 100% voting. It, it's, it's scary to think of. I, I don't even know what the best solution is, but we'll see i guess a lot to be a lot to be worked through but yeah i appreciate you sitting down with me today getting to know more about you your project the discussion around that was really great um yeah for anyone wanting to check out the proposal does it have an aip number yet i don't think so it's when i look on discourse it's like in a weird state um like i know it's moved on to the draft phase from comments but then it looks like it somehow got closed, but it doesn't have a number yet. But uh, yeah, re go out to Discourse, look up Rumblers by Game Productions to check out David's proposal. Follow him on Twitter at Just the Dude. I think there's a lot of cool things that you're building. I, I appreciate you sitting down with me today. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me on and having a uh, uh, a thoughtful conversation. It's really, really refreshing and nice. Yeah, thanks. You too.